Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. One of the most popular features in the Monroe News is our 100 Years Ago column, which runs monthly. The following are articles from the Monroe Evening News, forerunner to the Monroe News, from August 1919. An aeroplane company has been organized in this city known as the Canets Aeroplane Company, and the stockholders are County Clerk Ray C. Dole, Eugene C. Betts, Secretary of Monroe Binder Board Company, and Edwin C. Canets, a former government flyer who recently took up residence in the city. The company has been incorporated for $5,000, and the papers have already been filed in Lansing. The company has purchased a 90-horsepower Government Curtis aeroplane, which will be brought to this city Friday or Saturday of this week. The machine will be piloted by Mr. Canitz, who served in the Aviation Corps of the U.S. Army at Kelly Field, Texas, and in California, and has a fine record as a flyer. Mr. Canitz was about to go to France to fly when peace was declared. The company will be in readiness to give the people of Monroe rides in the plane Saturdays and Sundays, and arrangements are being made to give passenger-carrying flights at a number of county fairs in Michigan and Ohio. The airplane bought by the Canets Company is similar to the one used by Lieutenant Ringland, who has been giving flights here for the past two weeks. Dr. Herbert Landon, who has practiced for the past 20 years in Lansing, has located to Monroe after being in the service two years. He served as captain in the Medical Corps and was in France with the 328th Field Artillery at the front. He is a University of Michigan man and a graduate of the Detroit College of Medicine. Since his discharge in April, he has been in New York in a hospital, taking a special course, and has now opened an office over Strong's Jewelry Store on East Front Street. The Old Port School, like a number of other village schools throughout the state, is without a teacher, and prospects of securing one for the coming year do not appear bright. Until a teacher is secured, the school will remain closed, which means that a number of children will be deprived of continuing their studies. There are several other schools in the county that are in the same fix as the Old Port School when it comes to securing a teacher. The Lutheran Church at Sandy Creek will celebrate its 75th anniversary Sunday and two services will be held during the day. German services will be held at 10.30 o'clock in the morning and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the English services will be held. Dinner and supper will be served at the school building. Many Lutherans of this city contemplate attending the celebration. During the week just coming to a close, Two large realty deals were transacted in Monroe, and the property that changed ownership consisted of the telephone building on East Front Street and the building occupied by Sam's Restaurant, located on West Front Street. It was the two largest realty dealers involving business blocks that had been made in the city in some time, and although the purchase price is not yet being made known to either one of the two transactions, it is reported that both buildings brought about $45,000. The telephone building was sold by the Monroe Building Company to Mrs. Emma Russell of Toledo, who has already taken possession of it. This building, which is constructed of brick, was erected in 1907 by the Monroe Building Company, which was originally organized with A.A. Schmidt President, A.B. Bragdon Vice President, and C. William Beck, Secretary and Treasurer. The telephone building site was formerly occupied by a flour mill, occupied by the late W.C. Waldark, which was later taken over by the Arment Milling Company. The building is three stories in height, 
and the first floor is occupied by the Michigan State Telephone Company offices and Hutchin & Company's 5 and 10 cent store. The second floor is used by the telephone company as an operating room, doctors and law offices, and the Christian Science Society, which is the entire third floor is used by the Knights of Columbus as a lodge and club rooms. Charles Verhoeven, the barber, purchased the building on West Front Street, occupied by Sam's Restaurant. It is a two-story building with a basement, and it was bought by Mr. Verhoeven from Henry D. Hoffman. No changes will be made in this building for the present, at least. And finally, Lieutenant Ringland, who has been making passenger-carrying flights here for the past week, will set sail for Dundee Tuesday afternoon, where he will give flights in connection with the homecoming celebration, which will be held Wednesday. The lieutenant will take with him his mechanic, Frank Routledge, and just as soon as the last flight is made, they will hop back to the city. The homecoming celebration at Dundee gives promise of being a gala event, and providing the weather does not interfere, hundreds of Monroeites contemplate taking part in the celebration. Lieutenant Colonel A.A. Ganser, who is well and favorably known to all of the Monroe County Red Arrows, will be the principal speaker, and the Petersburg Band will give concerts both afternoon and evening. To prevent any of the visitors from being frisked, 20 patrolmen will circulate among the crowds and they will be in charge of Patrolman Poupard of this city. You just heard some of the headlines from August 1919 from the Monroe Evening News. For today's news in audio format, listen to Rewind 94.3 at noon, 3 and 6 p.m., Mondays through Fridays. Audio production by Paula Wethington for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com on social media at Screen Name Monroe News and in print seven days a week.